Welcome to Season 2 of Simply Disciples, a discipleship podcast designed to help Deer Creek Church think and act faithfully in a changing world. Today we're discussing a very controversial topic. Today we're asking, do we, human beings that is, do we have free will? On Simply Disciples, we've been covering the central teachings of Christianity. Uh, In the fall, we covered the doctrines of Scripture, uh, what the Bible teaches about God, creation, and providence, including the doctrine of how God created humanity. And this spring, we've been covering the biblical teaching of sin. And you may have noticed this. The way God created humanity in Genesis 1, we've been saying this, that it has been affected by what happened in Genesis 3, namely... Adam and Eve's fall into sin has affected God's original creation. After Genesis 3, God's good creation and God's good humanity has been corrupted by sin. Adam's sin ushered in death, evil, judgment, curse, punishment, and now human beings are born in original sin. We're born guilty and sinful at the core of our being. One question that always arises is the question of free will. Does sin also affect our will? After the fall, do humans still have free will? And answering that question with me today, as always, Aaron Ellis, Chad Donahoe, and Tim Rehnquist. My name is Daniel Nealon. And guys, before we even answer that question, let me ask, the reason this is a controversial uh, question, it's a controversial topic, but let me ask this question, why is it so controversial? Why why do we, specifically as Americans, have... This as such a controversy when it comes to topics of the Bible and theology. Yeah, I mean, this, this is America. <laughs> yeah. This is America. America. We yeah. value freedom as the highest value. I mean, you mm-hmm. think of think of some of this, David's, give me liberty or give me death. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. you will not hold me down. I am free. Yeah. That's the, the founding story of our country is this pursuit of freedom and we, we can't even imagine a world where we don't have absolute free will. Yeah. His truth yeah. is marching. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Americans, we think of ourselves as uh, free and or just think about the, the rational reality, the rational creatures, right? Mm-hmm. We believe we have the ability to create our own destiny. We believe there's, we're self-made individuals above all else. Mm-hmm. We also have we also value independence to be uh, something yeah. that we value very highly, right? To a very high degree. So, uh, remember, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with, creator with certain inalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you see all of those beliefs come out in popular culture as well. I'm just. Uh, going to default to Disney here because they're the the target of all popular culture, right? Just think of three movies here, Frozen, Mulan, and Little Mermaid. Just think of those three. The underlying value of all of those movies is the same, that we will not be our true selves unless we break free of conventions and norms to pursue our own individual destiny. And you can throw about just any, I mean, Beauty and the Beast, any other Disney movie, that is the underlying value in all of those. So this topic, especially in America, is very controversial because we just assume out of the gate, yes, of course we have free will. We haven't, have you read the Declaration of Independence? We're free, independent, rational creatures, and we're free to pursue our own destiny apart from any outside influence. 
I think that's helpful because it, it reminds us that our culture, which is really another way of saying it, is the waters that we swim in every day, all the time, affect how we think about biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. So some of the cultural assumptions are are biblical, yeah. uh, that we are created equal. We, yeah. We're made in the image of God. We all have dignity, value, worth. We are created equal. Um, and that's a good example of a cultural assumption that's biblical. Um, but... We uh, also see some places where we're off base when we look at scripture. Mm-hmm. So let's take a stab at our first question. So, um, guys, do we have free will? Where would we start to even answer this question? I, I well, yeah, and I think it's it's actually helpful to define our terms uh, to begin. Just simply define what we mean by free will, because when we're talking about free will. We have to have a specific definition because there are actually two different types of free will. When people talk about this. The first is there's this understanding of libertarian free will. And libertarian free will is the belief in humans' ability and power to choose moral and spiritual goodness apart from God's grace. So another way of putting that is free will, according to a libertarian free will person, free will is the belief that sin does not affect a human being's ability or power to choose moral or spiritual goodness. That's libertarian free will. And that's not political. That's not a political it's not, it's libertarian. It's not libertarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. to be clear, are we saying the Bible does or does not teach that? And it that? does not it teach, does not that. teach that. That is correct. It teaches what is known as compatible free will. It's a free will that acknowledges humans have the capacity to choose moral and spiritual goodness, but that capacity is affected by sin and is therefore in need of God's grace to choose goodness. Okay. So again, with these two terms, to be clear, what you're saying is libertarian free will says, I can choose God. I can choose not to sin. I can choose to do good without God's grace. Sin doesn't affect my ability to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously we're saying that is not what the Bible says. Not what the Bible says. No. The other one is compatible free will that says, I can choose, but sin negatively influences my choice in order to choose God or good or to avoid sin, I need God's grace to do so. That's right. That's right. A helpful summary of this. Uh, if you actually looked at the Westminster Confession of Faith, and this is chapter 9, it outlines four states of human history and how our wills are affected in these four states. So it begins by talking about the state of innocence. That's Adam and Eve. And it says they had the ability to choose good. Then it talks about the state of sin, sinful humanity, born in original sin, like we talked about in our last uh installment of Simply Disciples. Yeah, this is Genesis 3. Mm-hmm. Genesis 3 on. It says that we lost all ability of will to choose spiritual good. And you see this in Ephesians chapter 2. If you wanted to look up a scripture reference, there it talks about that we are in bondage to the prince of the power of the air. We follow our wicked desires. There's also a state of grace. Those who have been taken out of sin and into Christ, those of us who have received God's grace, we now have the ability to do God's or to do God's will by grace, but there is still remaining corruption so we can still choose evil. And then the last state, state of glory, humans are perfectly in God's grace. We are perfected by his goodness. And then in that time, we will only be able to choose what's spiritually good. So to summarize that again, uh, so Adam and Eve, if you think yep. of them, they were they were innocent yep. and they had libertarian free will, actually. Yeah. Yep. They had the ability mm-hmm. and power to choose good and evil. They yeah. had the ability and power to choose both. Uh, but now, with, with original sin, people in the state of sin, our wills are tainted by sin, and we don't have the ability and power to choose mm-hmm. good. 
we cannot choose the spiritual or moral good on our own efforts. So, yeah. so they had the freedom to choose good or evil, and we have the freedom only to choose evil mm-hmm. um, with because of original sin. Uh, but because of grace, uh, being in a state of grace, which is being born again or renewed by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, we can choose good by God's grace. Mm. But st- sin still fights against us, yep. and we have this spiritual battle in our wills. If yeah, you're a follower right. of Jesus, if you're in, in, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you have this ability to choose um, what is good, but you still have the fight, you still have the battle, and then... One day we'll be in glory, which is the state of glory, which is the new heavens and the new earth. Not not here yet, but our wills will be perfect. Mm-hmm. And we will only be able to choose good, which means we won't be able even to choose evil at that point. Amen. Can't wait. Let's go. Come, come, Lord Jesus. <laughs> All right. Are there any other places in Scripture that we'd go? Maybe if we needed to say, hey, we need to prove this idea that our will is tainted or corrupted by sin, that we're not absolutely free with a libertarian free will post-innocence, post-Adam and Eve, Genesis 3 onward, where would we go? I do think that the book of Ephesians, and I would actually just say the uh, the first chapter and then um, the second chapter as well, all the way up to verse 10, mm-hmm. really does a great job, Paul does a great job explaining uh, how our wills are truly affected. And here in, in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, uh, Daniel mentioned this earlier, but I think it bears repeating. I'm going to read this. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, mm-hmm. among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So he's describing oh, yeah. who we were before Christ regenerated mm-hmm. us, before Christ began to renew our wills. Yeah, that's good. Following that's... our flesh, following Satan, following the world, following anything but God's goodness. Yep. Yeah, I, I think of John chapter 15. This is Jesus speaking when he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. Yeah. Nothing spiritually good. Nothing yep. spiritual. Yeah, right. And then uh, also he, he goes on John fifteen or John yeah John fifteen uh, verse sixteen. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so mm-hmm. that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give it to you. Yeah. So you have Gen- you have John fifteen. Five, which is saying, I'm the vine, and if you want to do good deeds, you want to bear fruit, you got to be in me, and I've appointed that you're going to go and bear that fruit, but I got to work in you first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then I'd throw in Philippians chapter 2, verse mm -hmm. 13 as well. It says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. It is God who is at work in us. he's at work. That, that, That seems to prove compatible free will, for sure. Yeah, and uh, another place, um, if we're talking about our wills not being absolutely free, um, you can go to Romans uh, chapter 3, uh, verses 10 through 20. I'll just read the beginning of it, but it, it paints mm-hmm. a pretty bleak uh, picture of us as humans apart, uh, post-fall, ab- apart from God's grace. It says, no one is righteous, no, not one. 
No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. No, not even one. This is pretty pretty clear. There's lots of uh, no ones there, and yeah. and then it says yeah. all, but it's it's all doing something bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that I think that highlights the the bondage that our wills are in. We no one is doing the right thing. Yeah, and these verses are so great because it underscores the point so well. After all, you could ask any Christian, "Hey, do you believe that sin affects our other faculties? Does sin affect your mind? Does sin affect your desires? Does sin affect your heart? Does sin affect our bodies?" right? Because we die, which is obviously an implication of sin. So why would we think, hey, our wills, that, that's the only thing not affected by sin. Why has that not been touched by sin mm. if all the other ones are? So this is where I think the, the water we swim in, our culture, negatively can influence how we think about the Bible's teaching. It biases us in one direction before we actually even examine what Scripture says. So um, yeah, I just think those verses are so helpful to underscore and, and study over and think through. And let, let me ask this final question as we wrap up here, guys. We like to end a lot of these episodes with this question, why is this so important? Well, because it goes right to the heart of the gospel, right to the heart of grace. Grace means yeah. a completely oh, yeah. free gift from God. It is totally free, and it is a gift. Um, man, I, I read the first part of um, chapter two of Ephesians, but, but then I stopped. But verse four says, but God, right? After he mm. described who you used to be, verse four says, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So even though all the first three verses, even mm-hmm. though that was true of us, we were dead in our trespasses. We were um, children of wrath like the rest of, of mankind. Those are the people that Jesus came to save because of his great love. And then in verse 8, he says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So even Faith is a gift from God. Even faith mm. is a gift. Exactly. Yeah. So some people paint the gospel to be this idea that God gives you a choice to follow Jesus. If, if, if you don't, if you don't make the right choice to follow Jesus, then you're not forgiven, right? You're, you're, just, you're just not going to choose that. And, and if you do, well, you chose rightly. Mm-hmm. And it's all you, on you. It's all on you, and you mm-hmm. can be forgiven. It, it's almost presented as a, a question of, what would you choose, chocolate or strawberry ice cream, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. yeah. But that yeah. is not grace, right? And um, <laughs> I think about that because I'm pretty sure that was R.C. Sproul that I was just thinking of that made me give the, the idea between chocolate and um, strawberry. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're going to choose what you're willing to choose. Yeah, that's right? right. That's right. And so if you hate and despise strawberry, you're not going to choose strawberry. You're mm-hmm. going to choose chocolate. But mm-hmm. grace... Um, that you don't, you, you don't want to turn grace into a law, into a work, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's grace. It's not a work. So grace, the gospel on the other hand says that God gives us grace, even when we are in unbelief, as Paul uh, mentioned, even when we reject God. So that grace renews us. It renews our wills. And by grace, we then embrace Jesus and receive forgiveness. And we do that because he has given us the gift of grace, the gift of faith. 
I'm reminded of Martin Luther um, as he gets to the heart of the gospel in the bondage of the will, his work that he that he wrote um, uh, on this particular subject. He says, "If salvation is our choice." It is a new law to replace the old law. In other words, you've turned it into works, Mm -hmm. right? But if salvation is God's choice and he gives us grace to even believe, that is true grace right there. So just to wrap this up, um, sin affects all of us, our minds, our hearts, our bodies, and unfortunately our wills as well. And it is only by God's grace given to us based on his choice, not ours, that we can ever be changed and choose Christ. Again, we looked at Ephesians. Um, We see that in sin we were unable to choose Christ, but by his grace, given when we were dead and unable to choose him, we are renewed and raised with Jesus so that we can embrace him as a gift given to us. This is the gospel and it is such good news. Yeah. Let's end there. Amen. Yep. Thanks again for joining us on Simply Disciples, a discipleship podcast designed to help us think and act faithfully in a changing world. And please plan to join us next week as we explore the question, how does God relate to us? Mm-hmm.